Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie Cord here as the Broncos finish up minicamp, finish up OTAs. The next time we will see the Denver Broncos is in Dove Valley and it will be for training camp. And that means we will actually see them with a depth chart. Want to see if we can try to predict or project out some of the depth charts on the offense and the defensive side, as well as some of the position groups that I personally may be a little worried about or Maybe not so much, but first our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, of course, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on Tap, the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits as well, too. Chef Andrea Varela has that locally sourced and rotating seasonally fare, which is great because it doesn't get boring or bland or anything like that. It's constantly on the move. It's constantly changing. So you go there today. Could be different from the next time you're over there. But, of course, I personally, um, well, I go there a little bit uh, more than I probably should. You know, got to keep my dad bod figure. Hey, terrific rooftop views. Go check out Tap 14 and the great food over there. Tap14.com. Spell out the word for me. 14. Tap14.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio as uh, I'll be talking all about the Broncos. Of course, as the uh, off season progresses, we get closer to training camp. We start to see depth charts. Now on the podcast today, I don't want to talk about who's going to make the um, team. Who's going to get cut because I do believe a lot of this is going to come down to training camp. Uh, there's a lot of position battles in very many crucial positions. And we're going to go over some of those position groups and we're going to start on the offensive side in a, uh, offensive line I think that is drastically improved 
And I know that many are going to look at it and say, well, really, they, they only got Valdir. That was their offseason acquisition. But I think you get a year with Garrett Bowles um, once more. And, and Ron Leary moving back to his position at left guard, I think, is just an extremely underrated move that, I mean, look, why he wasn't there in the first place last year boggles my mind. Uh, but he's moved back to that left side. And that left side now solidified that blind spot for Case Keenum that uh, is going to help him out big time. The right side is obviously still a worry, and that's where I'm going to get to my worried, not worrying in the position group. Um, on the offensive side, uh, I am not worried about the left side of the line uh, at all. I think Garrett Bowles, Ron Leary are going to be uh, fine players on that left side. Uh, you're going to get another year of experience with Garrett. And, uh, you know, two guys who are, big athletic who who can really push guys around. Let's remember Ron Leary, part of that Dallas Cowboys offensive line. It was a very good offensive line. So uh, along with Paradis in the middle, I think you, you have a solidified on that left side. And I'm not also worried about the wide receivers. Um, look, we, and I know it's OTAs, it's mini camp, but many were impressed myself included by the wide receivers that the Denver Broncos drafted Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn state, Cortland Sutton out of SMU to pair along with obviously the two returners, uh, or I should the two returning Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Demarius Thomas. There are plenty of options to throw for case Keenum, at least in the wide receiver group. And I imagine you're going to see Demarius Thomas, Cortland Sutton lined up opposite the two big guys on the edges where you're going to see more of that inside movement, uh, maybe some motion for Deshaun Hamilton, as well as uh, Emmanuel Sanders. And this, this gives Bill Musgrave a lot of opportunities now because you do have those big, tall tower guys, those jump ball, go up and get them. The deep threats, but you also have those short route runners, you know, and that's great because it gives case Keenum a lot of different versatile options to go with the football. Now it's all about case Keenum, making sure that he goes the right place with that football. But certainly there is no shortage of weapons that Keenum will have at his disposal. Also interested to see what happens with the tight ends. I look at the tight ends as a position I'm not really worried about because I don't really think they can get as worse as they have been. So anything you get from the tight ends was a drastic improvement from last year, and that's huge for the offense. Uh, Jake Butt, we believe, is going to be a, a player who can contribute. Nobody knows yet because we haven't seen him on the field. But assuming this is a guy who could catch two to three passes, four to five, maybe move the chains once in a while. That's a drastic improvement from what Denver has had for years. I mean, we have to go back to the Peyton Manning era to, uh, with Julius Thomas to really see when the tight end was actually used. If you take the Peyton Manning era out, Denver really hasn't used a tight end exclude extensively. Oh my gosh, you could almost go back to Shannon Sharp. I mean, it really is that far. Virgil Green was never a receiving option. Ben Watson was never a receiving option. Uh, Tony Scheffler, I guess, was a, a, a solid tight end receiver for Jay Cutler for a couple of years, but th there was never really a serious threat. They don't have to be absolutely dominant threats. You have four very good options at the wide receiver position, but they can't give you nothing. 
They gave you nothing last year. So tight ends has to be a position that produces some for Case Keenum this year. And if Case is making the smart decisions, those could be those four or five yard uh, little check downs to the tight end or just, you know, kind of throws a chip and then curls. I mean, that, that could be very valuable for the Denver Broncos offense this year. It'll all be about Bill Musgrave implementing that, Case Keenum recognizing that in those right situations. Continuing on the offense, and of course at the halfback position, our final position, uh, before we switch to the defense, this is going to be the room that is going to be, I think, the, the most fierce battle in training camp because you have so many. What we think, again, projecting out what we think could be quality guys, it looks like Philip Lindsay could be a serious player in the NFL. Um, Royce Freeman, taken in the second round of Oregon, a little bit more experienced, uh, uh, got a lot of tread on those, uh, per se running back tires, so to say in NFL terms, but believe that, that Royce Freeman can be a contributor. I, I was on the D'Angelo Henderson bandwagon last year. I don't know. I don't understand why we didn't see more of D'Angelo Henderson. That was, I think, more of a coaching staff thing. But when we did see D'Angelo Henderson final game of the year and in preseason, we saw electric talent. We saw that that raw ability to have that that just cut back in the vision that I really don't know if you could teach that. It's 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 almost gifted. There's just a natural feel of being a running back. Kind of like, uh, you know, he reminds me of those shorter bowling ball types, almost kind of like a C.J. Anderson, kind of like a Maurice Jones-Drew, you know? So the D'Angelo Henderson, uh, I, I fully am in belief that he will make the roster um, and, and could be a serious player. How does Devontae Booker play into this? Booker is a guy, I think, who many believe has been underwhelming so far, uh, and that's fair to say. But I think there is a wait and see with Booker because he has dealt with injury uh, and he has showed flashes of being a very athletic runner uh, and a very good wide receiver too, or I should say a halfback coming out the backfield, catching some of those wheel routes. You know, of course, everybody remembers the big hurdle from last year in, uh, oh gosh, it was towards the late of the year uh, with Devontae Booker. So the halfback room is the most crowded. It is going to be the room that I am worried about just because of the fact that you do have a bunch of running backs who are kind of okay to below average. We don't know what we have in Devontae Booker. Uh, the Broncos don't know what they have in Philip Lindsay, uh, Royce Freeman, D'Angelo Henderson. These are all question marks. They're all question marks. So how are you not worried about this halfback position? Now I will say you can't say the same about running backs like you can tight ends last year because you know we talked about the tight ends and and tight ends literally providing you nothing last year running backs provided you something last year cj anderson rushed for a thousand yards and that's a that's going to be a big gap to fill for these running backs we'll see if they're able to do it we'll see who makes the roster because you look at the the four running backs freeman henderson booker lindsey 
Boy, I don't know if you can keep the four. I think you probably ideally want one of those guys on the practice squad, and I'm kind of looking at Philip Lindsay, but boy, he may provide enough of a boost offensively where it's like, you know what? We got to get this guy on the roster and, and playing on Sundays. Uh, I think a David Williams, a later round pick, is probably your premier practice squad type player who you stash and see what this guy can do uh, a little bit later down the road. Uh, so certainly going to be interesting. Uh, let's flip to the defensive side. On the defensive side I think that you obviously look at many more strengths than the offensive side of the football uh, but there are weaknesses and I want to start in particularly in the secondary and I know for the longest time this is the no fly zone and this was the backbone this was the strength uh, this was the swagger of the defense I'm very worried about the 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 secondary this year in in multiple ways and and one I look back to the Broncos of the later 2000s. It was about 2000, uh, I want to say 7 to 2009-ish, where they had rookie corners. They had young corners who were not proven, who were trying to uh, break into the NFL as premier corners, in as top 10 corners in the league. And then on the other side of the field, you had Champ Bailey who obviously everybody knew was a very quality corner who you were not throwing his way. It's kind of like what Denver has now with Chris Harris Jr. Nobody's going to throw Chris Harris Jr.'s way. Um, And now we're going to see Chris Harris probably line up in multiple positions, you know, could be working a little bit of that slot, but certainly going to be a, 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 a situation that opposing offenses look at this defense and say, okay, we're not throwing Chris's way. We're going to throw towards Bradley Roby and Bradley Roby is going to have to challenge himself is going to be a uh, uh, challenged this year. And is going to have to rise up to that because he has looked good and bad in the times that we've seen him. We have seen him shut down some premier wide receivers. And then we've also seen him look really silly against a guy like AJ green last year, where he 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 looked like a third fourth string corner so bradley roby's going to be the key cog in this because if there is that massive hole now you have to start inserting guys just to plug that hole or bringing a safety to really kind of pay attention and this is where sua cravens may play into the mix is uh you know moving over just kind of being that guy uh, uh in the back that that's kind of keeping that extra eye um now this is going to depend on different wide receiver sets that the opposing are running but let's remember uh, this is a division that does have some quality talent uh, receiving the ball. Of course, the Oakland Raiders just got a couple new good ones. Jordy Nelson now coming into the division as well, too. So the secondary, uh, I am a little worried about. Uh, It is a dependent position uh, in my eyes on the pass rush, and that's where I'm not worried. I will put that under my position group. You can put a a, a little green check mark and say they are good. Um, There should be a Denver pass rush that should get quality time in the backfield of the opposition, obviously Bradley Chubb coming in, um, Devon Miller uh, continuing to be the premier pass rusher that he is, uh, but but still the linebacking core is a quality core with Todd Davis, uh, uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, obviously the the lack of Shane Ray early in the season is going to hurt. But look, Denver uh, was a a fairly okay pass rush team last year without Shane Ray. They missed him, no doubt. Well, I, I, I will obviously admit to that, but 
this is a team that is going to be able to get into the backfield because you can't double team Vaughn. You can't double team Chubb on both on the same place. Somebody's going to be getting through. And then you have a quality run stuffers up front in Demata Pecco. Uh, we'll see what happens with Adam Gotzis, uh, Derek Wolf, who uh, talked extensively to Mile High Sports about how this is the best he's felt since his injury, uh, uh, that very scary neck injury. Uh, it's a really long word that I can't pronounce. It's a very precision injury. It's a procedure that he had surgery on, and he feels great. He feels like he even said that he feels like. Uh, he never even had an issue with his neck, which is great news. Obviously one for him, the person because um, Derek Wolf is, is a, just a fabulous person off the field, but on the field, this is a very key contributor to the Denver Broncos that they really need him to be in that run to kind of be that, that de facto uh, guy on the line. Who's not only a, a quality run guy, but also against the past too, kind of getting into the backfield. So, uh, Denver Broncos defense, not worried about offense. Uh, question marks, I guess you could say is maybe the best way to look at it. Um, but uh, you know, and I do want to turn really quick and, and put a little attention on the coaching staff because I think the coaching staff is going to be the, they're going to be the, the, the straw that stirs the drink right here. And they really need to get the best out of Case Keenum and and more in particular, Bill Musgrave. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure because uh, people, individuals will lose jobs if this team does not start out at least 500 within the first six, eight games. Uh, and that may not even be enough. Obviously Vance Joseph on a very short leash and you're not looking at a, at a situation where you're going to fire the offensive coordinator two years in a row. This is going to be a situation where it goes directly to the top. So Vance has got to get the best out of these guys, got to get the best out of this coaching staff and the tools are there. The tools are there, particularly on offense. You finally upgraded that quarterback position, which should make the offensive line better. Look, uh, it's it's really easy to point at a guy like Garrett Bowles and say this guy was just completely awful last year. He held it. Well, look, he was a rookie. Okay, You look at some of the other rookies who played very well this year. Uh, Ryan Ramtrek, a perfect example over New Orleans. Why? Well, he just happens to have Drew Brees as his quarterback who gets rid of the ball really quickly and is pretty good in the pocket. I would say that's a pretty good improvement over a guy like Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, and that constant rotating door that it does affect the offensive line. So Garrett Poles, Ron Leary solidifying that left side like that a lot. Right guard is obviously still your position that you're kind of, you're meh on. Menelik Watson, uh, Connor McGovern, you really don't know who's going to be there. That's going to be your weak link. Uh, it's it's obviously better that it is on the right side, so it is not the blind side of Case Keenum. You hope that Jared, Jared Valdir is your kind of X factor here because Valdir could solidify the offensive line as per se average to maybe even slightly above average across the board. Or he could completely take that right side if he plays poorly and make it a complete detriment to the team that that would just be devastating to that offensive line that 
Denver keeps trying to improve every single year, of course, from their rock bottom uh, of what seemed like two, three years ago that was covered up by Peyton Manning and, and his ability. So by improving the quarterback position, moving guys around Ron Larry back to that left guard like that a lot, I think you do have improvements there. I don't know how you get worse at tight end. So I think you are improved there with finally getting Jake Butt healthy. Uh, Jeff Hireman, we'll see what he can do this year. And then finally, uh, you know, maybe a Troy Fumagalli comes out and, and uh, you know, surprises in training camp. We'll see. The wide receivers are improved. Uh, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders had down years because they're a dependent position on the quarterback, and the quarterback was just simply bad. It was a bad position. We will see how this running game factors in. Because the running game also kind of one of those X factors where, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with Freeman and Henderson. And, uh, you know, you hope one of these guys kind of shines and and emerges as the top back that you want to feed the ball to. But you just don't know because none of them really have seen the field a lot. You know, Booker is probably your more, your most, your, your savvy veteran, if you even want to call it that. And he just does not have a lot of carries. So, um, the Broncos on offense, a lot of question marks defense solidified with a little bit of, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say there's smoke, but you know, certainly there's things to watch as we get closer to training camp. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. It is the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, it's a Broncos podcast, but hey, Coors Field is right next door to Tap 14. Go on over. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Go enjoy that. Just the fantastic 70-plus Colorado beers on tap, the 100 Colorado distilled spirits. A lot of good stuff over there at Tap 14. Find them on the web, tap14.com. You do have to spell out 14 for me, Tap 14. Dot com. If you want to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, uh, interviews with players, uh, coaching staffs, uh, of course, we hear from press conferences all the time. You can find that previous archive at the Broncos Blitz archive, milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Ecucinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. 
If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.